630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The NHL season is underway. About 11 and a half minutes into the first period. No score between the Penguins and the Lightning later on tonight. The league's two most recent expansion franchises go head-to-head with the Golden Knights home to the Seattle Kraken. Oilers and Canucks tomorrow right here on 630. Chad Faceoff show is going to be at 6. We will drop the puck at 8. Baseball playoffs today. We got after uh, in the bottom of the 6th, actually, Brewers and Braves tied 4-4. Atlanta leads that series 2-1. Coming up in about an hour, it's the Giants and the Dodgers with San Francisco up 2-1 in the best of five. And the Astros finish off the White Sox, a 3-1 series victory, thanks to a 10-1 decision earlier today. All right, one of the Oilers' biggest off-season moves, well, probably the biggest, the addition of forward Zach Hyman, who joins us on Inside Sports right now. Zach, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks for hopping on Inside Sports tonight. Of course, the night before the season opener. So, I mean, you've been through this before training camp, first game of the year. That's going to count in the standings and everything. Uh, how do you spend the night before your first game of the year? Uh, well, this, this time it's going to be with, uh, with family here, Reed. I got a bunch of, uh, of family in town, um, both on my side and, and my wife's side. And, uh, they're all very excited for their, for their first, uh, Oiler game. And, and as am I, well, awesome. Going to be good to drop the puck. Uh, absolutely. You didn't have a preseason last year. Do you think that affected you personally? Was it, was it different not having one last year and, and now having one this year? How do you contrast the two situations? Yeah, I think everybody's in the same boat. So I think that um, everybody was, was it's a little bit harder uh, last year having, I think we had, you know, one preseason game or whatever it was, and we, we went right into it. Um, so it's definitely better to, especially going to a new team, having, yeah, I played five games in the preseason, having five games to work with new line mates. I played with a bunch of different guys in camp and, uh, and just really, um, prepare yourself and, and get ready for, for real hockey. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a different game once the regular season starts and once, once games start to matter and they mean something. So, uh, but definitely much better this year, getting, getting those games in and, and just getting into game shape because there's nothing like hockey. All right. So you mentioned your preseason action and having a few different line mates. And when you were signed, there was obviously a lot of speculation about you playing with Connor McDavid, which you did. And uh, you also played with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and you've played with Pugliarvi and with Yamamoto. So uh, a few different combinations, obviously in the preseason, do you, and look, I'll tell you this, like I, I find as a media guy, like we're up there watching practice, tweeting out lines and, you know, fans have their own armchair coach line combinations. Uh, as a player, or are you just like, well, I can't change my game too much depending on what line, line I'm on, or do you have to get accustomed to different guys and try to work off them a little bit, especially since you're playing with some high-end skilled guys? No, I think I, I'm really comfortable playing with, with everybody, really. I think last year when I was in Toronto, I bounced around almost every line and and uh, and played with a, a bunch of different players. So I think for, for myself, it's just going out there and, and bringing the same level of competitiveness and intensity and work ethic to any line line I'm on. And then of course, uh, as you get to know different tendencies of players, you can kind of fill in the blanks, but really if you bring, if you bring your game and what makes you special, um, 
I think that any player can kind of adapt to whatever line they're on. It's just about um, making sure that you, you maintain who you are. And then, of course, you can complement the line mates around you. All right. Well, in terms of being who you are, I asked Mike Smith a question about you today. And here's part of the quote. Mike Smith said, as a parent of a hockey player, he's the epitome of what you want from your kids. I tell my oldest son, you got to watch Zach Hyman play. Mike Smith also praised you for being relentless. He praised your work ethic, and he also called you feisty. What does it mean to you to hear Mike Smith say those things? No, I mean, that's pretty high praise for him and um, pretty cool. I think uh, anytime, you know, now I have a son, anytime you, you tell your, your kid something um, and you tell him to look at a player like me, I mean, that, that means a lot, obviously. And uh, for me, I think just, I think anybody can kind of go in there and, and just, you can always bring a level of work ethic and competitiveness to everything you do, whether it's in hockey or uh, in other walks of life. If you if you really want something and you work hard enough, you can go out and achieve it. And I think that that's something that has always resonated with me and something that's really helped me progress uh, in my career and, and really establish myself as a professional hockey player. And um, Smitty's an, an, an awesome guy, and, and he brings that same fire and competitiveness and intensity. And I think that um having played against him a bunch last year and uh, and seeing it firsthand you know he's a guy who who does that on a you know night in night out of basis and and just it's it's really fun to be a part of and, and see him uh up front personal and be on his side and not uh, not on the other side Zach Hyman joining us on 6:30 Chet. Well, you know the the way you play and I guess I'm going to talk specifically about the relentlessness and the feistiness um that that makes you an unpopular player uh, with other teams. I tell you, man, Oilers fans, a lot of them didn't like you too much until, until <laughs> you, you signed in the offseason. But that but that drive you're talking about, the work ethic, the feistiness, the relentlessness, like you know you're going to the areas of the ice where it might be painful to go there and stay there. Where did that drive and dedication come from? Like did you always have it or is is it some of it a learned skill as you got older? I think it's a combination. I think that, you know, as a kid, there's always somebody who, uh, when you watch, you know, kids play, there's always one kid who wants, who always is, you know, hungry and, and wants, uh, wants the puck or, or whatever the case may be. And I was always, you know, very competitive as a kid and always wanted to win. And, and, uh, and then, you know, as I started to develop as a hockey player and, and move up in the ranks, you know, you have guys who are just so gifted uh, on a talent level. And, and for me, um, I knew that in order for myself to to make it and and to be a professional hockey player, I had to really bring that competitiveness and and work ethic every single day and and just propel myself forward with through my work ethic and and you know I think that every day I've tried to work on my skills and 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 increase my game every summer. You work on different things, but it all comes back down to um, bringing that that work ethic every single day because it's it's hard to play against somebody who. Um, who's always on you and, and always on the puck. And, and that's kind of the player that, that I've always been and, and tried to continue to be. All right. So you mentioned even as a kid being hungry for the puck and being really competitive. Here's one for you, Zach. Um, if you can take us back to when you were a, a little guy, do you remember the first team you ever played on? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, it, it, it's, it's hard to remember all the teams, but I grew up in Toronto. Um, obviously a very big hockey city. Um, 
I played in the GTHL and before then I played, I'm sure I played house league at different local ranks. But uh, I think the, the thing that's really helped me develop everything is I've got four younger brothers and, and we used to play hockey, road hockey, ball hockey, mini sticks every single day. And, uh, and we were very competitive against each other and I was the oldest. So I always wanted to, uh, to win. I think that was, uh, that was my first kind of team was just playing with the, with, with my younger brothers and, uh, out on the rink and, and out in the backyard and things like that. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's, that's cool. You got the family and you have any sisters. You got enough for a line there, I guess, with the five boys, but <laughs> no, yeah, just, uh, five, five boys. So my mom, I think my mom was trying for a girl, but, uh, but never got one. <laughs> okay. Well, and, and another, uh, angle for you tying into youth here, um, you have published three books, uh, children's books. Uh, correct me if I got the titles right or wrong here, but, uh, Hockey Hero, The Bambino and Me, and The Magician's Secret. Those are the three books? Those are them, yeah. You got them right. So how, how does that, I mean, that is really cool. And obviously a lot of hockey players do interesting things like this often after they finish playing, though. You're diving right in here while you're an active player. Where did the where did it start for you? Where did the engine get going that you're actually going to turn out some books here while you're playing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a little different than, than most guys um but writing is is definitely a big passion of mine it always has been since i was a kid in school and and we talked about my my four younger brothers um and uh you know just reading stories to them making stories up helping around the house was always something that i really like to do and and i was as in grade school uh, i was in grade seven i wrote this short story uh and it won a competition and then throughout high school i kind of worked on it and continued to to develop it and that was actually the premise to hockey hero and and uh, it really kind of snowballed from there. And uh, since then, I've written two other books, Mambino and Me and The Magician Secret, uh, and then partnered with uh, Penguin Random House, um, and they're published to them now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the premise is in all the books um, go back to the theme of believing in yourself and, and really, you know, whatever you believe you can achieve. And that's something that's been a constant in my life. And, and when I write these books for, for kids, you always want them to come away with a message. And that's always the message that I try to, to weave into the stories. Well, I hate to put pressure on you. Is there a fourth book coming out anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you're not the one putting the pressure on the publishers are, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, it's obviously been a pretty crazy couple of years here with, with what's going on and then with my personal life having um my son's 10 months now he was born in december so uh my wife's on me to write a book about for him but uh if i do that then i'll have to write one for for all the other kids that we plan on having so um working on on another one don't have a timeline on it but uh it's something that i i really love to do okay awesome stuff yeah i, I remember when you spoke in the summer when you did your uh, zoom availability after you'd signed with the Oilers and you were answering questions from a bun bunch of us you talked about coming to edmonton checking out the city checking out the neighborhoods your wife had have never been had never been here before now that you have been edmontonians at least for a few weeks or a couple months so however it's been um tell me about that process becoming an edmontonian what have you learned about the city how has it been settling in uh, it's been awesome really for the for the stage of life that that i'm in right now with having a young family and and uh my wife's here now with with my son theo and and our dog lady and she's a husky so she's like a queen out here loving life but for for us it's been 
it's been awesome. Um, the community is so welcoming. There's everybody here is so nice. The people are amazing. My teammates are unbelievably welcoming and, and it really feels like I've been a part of this team for years and it's only been a month. Um, you know, I found great local coffee shops, restaurants, uh, and, and just obviously the rink is top notch. There's not a better facility in the league, uh, than, than the rink we have with, with everything being in one spot. So it's, it's been, uh, it's been an amazing first month out here and, uh, really looking forward to, to being a, an Edmonton Oiler officially when we play our first game and, and also to growing my family in Edmonton and, um, just, a, a you know, everything that we thought it would be and more. So it's been really awesome. All right, and I'll close with this one on a bit of a lighter note because uh, this is going to be a concern in a few weeks. When the driveway needs to be cleared, shovel or snowblower? <laughs> uh, you tell me. What, what, work, what works better? I think, I think you should get the blower. Just, yeah. <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> All right, snowblower it is. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I maybe I'll get both and, and try out and see which one, which one works better, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know it's been crazy nice weather actually so far. So I think uh, all the guys are like, yeah, it's not usually like this, but it's been uh, it's been unbelievable so far. So waiting for it to turn here. Well, Zach, thanks a lot for hopping on the show tonight. Uh, I, I know so many people are excited to see you know, an Oilers uniform here, and all the best tomorrow against the Canucks. We'll talk again down the road. Thanks so much, Reed. Right on. That is Zach Hyman from your Edmonton Oilers checking in. Very interesting guy, as I think you could tell from that interview. Smart fellow and uh, and very, very determined and has the competitive nature, has the intensity, has the work ethic, and that has certainly propelled him to a pretty successful hockey career to this point that now continues with the Edmonton Oilers. I referenced that comment Mike Smith made about Hyman. I'm going to play that full clip when we get back. He's, he's probably one of the stronger guys on his stick that there is in the league, and he's competitive. You know, he's competitive. He's, he's a guy that uh, knows where to go to score goals, and as a parent now of hockey players, I think he's, he's the epitome of what you kind of want from your kids. You know, he's, I tell my oldest son, I'm like, you got to watch Zach Hyman play. You know, he's, he's not everyone can play like Connor. So, I mean, it's fine watching him play, but you're not going to be Connor McDavid. Um, but just, uh, you know, the relentlessness out there, the, the work ethic, um, you know, he pulls everybody in the battle. You know, it's, it's just, it's, and it's, it's uh, a contagious thing. And so um, I know I'm sure happy about having him. I think there was a span last year where we played three games here that he did a lot of damage to our team. So I'm excited about you know, having him on our group. And um, like I said, it changes the dynamic of our four group with adding guys like, like Zach. He's just a, you know, a competitive, competitive guy that, that, uh, you know, pulls guys in the fight. And uh, it's exciting to have him here. That is Mike Smith, goaltender for your Edmonton Oilers. I asked him earlier today about what it was like to play against Zach Hyman and what he expects Hyman to now do to the other goaltenders and uh, other defensemen at the other end of the rink. Uh, yeah, pretty high expectations for Hyman, pretty well-rounded player. 
He has been on a line more recently with Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto, and it has been Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Pugliarvi as the top line for kind of the second half of training camp. We'll see what they do tomorrow against the Canucks. Nuge was back out there after missing practice yesterday. Devin Shore did not practice today. He tweaked something on Monday, so he's day-to-day for tomorrow, as is Zach Cassian, who did fully take part in practice today for the first time since his hitting his head on the ice last Thursday against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. William, uh, or pardon me, uh, Philip Broberg practiced with the team, but he's going to go back to Bakersfield tomorrow, and Kyle Turris will be called up and probably playing the game tomorrow. That move done uh, just for capital implications here as they set the roster for the start of the season. All right, we're getting you ready for the Oilers' season opener. Bob Stoffer is going to check in. And you can chime in. I'll tell you what, I want your predictions. 780-496-0063. You can call or text. Let's keep it to this. How many points will the Oilers finish with, with in the regular season? And who beats who in the Stanley Cup final? That's what I want to hear from you. And we'll pop those in and out as we go along. the name of the show my friends start of the second period penguins and lightning no score in the first game of the nhl's regular season coming up in a couple hours cracking at golden knights oilers canucks tomorrow it starts at eight o'clock at rogers place our coverage begins with the face-off show that is at six baseball playoffs now in the seventh inning brewers and braves tied at four earlier the astros pounded the white Sox 10-1 to win that series three games to one And in about half an hour, Cam Moon's favorite team, the L.A. Dodgers, will be hosting the San Francisco Giants. The Giants can win the series with a victory tonight. So uh, Mooner's going to join us while he's nervously watching the start of that game. We're going to get to Bob Stoffer in 40 seconds here. I asked you, and and I assume we're going to get most of these on the text line, 780-496-0063. But we do have Brian on the CertainTeed hotline, CertainTeed professional-grade building materials. Okay, Brian, so I'm just asking people, how many points do the Oilers finish with in the regular season? And who beats who in the Stanley Cup final several months from now in June? What do you have, Brian? You're not asking for much, are you? Uh, I'm going to say that the Oilers are going to, I'm going to say they're going to fin- finish first in their division uh, with 100, I'm going to say 106 points. Okay. And the final of the Stanley Cup playoffs, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be uh, a re- a, um, a reboot of the 80s, and it's going to be the Oilers versus the Islanders. Okay. All right. Thanks, Brian. Well, if Brian listened to my uh, show and uh, me doing picks with this guy, Bob Stoffer during the playoffs last year, uh, then he knows that I, I was high on the New York Islanders, and I was <laughs> the last couple of years I rode them into the playoffs, and uh, that helped my overall record. Uh, I, I think the Islanders are going to do very well this year as Bob Stoffer checks in. Uh, Bob, good chat with Ken Holland today. Of course, people can get that uh, if they sign up for your podcast or on the Oilers Now page on 630chat.com. Ken, Ken had a lot of energy. I know he was freezing cold talking to you up top there, but he had a lot of energy. The GM certainly ready to go. Oh, he's ready to go, uh, and you know he's got to be excited. I mean, obviously, uh, he's not the only one that's ready to go. There's lots of people in the organization that are pretty pumped up right now. So, um, 
I think there's a realization that he finally had some cap space to work with. I think we've we've seen firsthand read, you know, Zach Hyman and what an addition he's going to make. It was interesting, just the overall breadth of the conversation. You know, um, Duncan Keith and Cody Cece and Ken just talking about the fact everybody was pretty quick to judge Tyson Berry six games in. With Edmonton in the final 42, went pretty good for Tyson Berry. Ended up leading defense and scoring. That's given a little bit of time with Keith and CC. I saw Keith and CC better than some of the hardcore analytics types did against the Canucks. I saw a lot of reverses under pressure that led to zone exits and and that sort of thing. Uh, and you know, and the Oilers didn't have their two best players, two of the best players in the world, going. So it's pretty. You know, I, I think there's justification to be excited. Um, and I will tie something back to the Islanders a little bit later on when you uh, when you ask me uh, on the prediction front as well, which would relate to Vegas Golden Knights. Oh wow! Okay, we got a teaser from Bob. I'm going to throw this, and Bob and I are going to have do some very very specific predictions, which I'm sure many of you will will hold against us as we go throughout the season. But seriously, I, I want to ask you this, and, and you and I have both obviously covered the National Hockey League but we've covered other levels of sports and and certainly both of us have been around the university of Alberta. I just had Hyman on the show who spoke a little bit about, you know, writing the, the children's books. And and I I didn't know actually that one of them was a story. He first won an award for writing in grade seven that he he eventually turned into a book. Um, You know, collegiately he went to uh, Michigan and had very good grades there. He was the, uh, the senior athlete of the year in his uh, senior year. Other people who had won that award include Desmond Howard and Tom Brady, uh, Marty Trucco, Brian I was gonna be really impressed. I was going to be really impressed if you said Tom Harmon. Tom Harmon is Mark Harmon's father, and Tom Harmon many people consider to be the greatest member of the Michigan Wolverines football player of all time. I believe if you type up Tom Harmon, you'll see that he won the 1948 Heisman Trophy. If I've got my year right. Oh, that's I did not know that. That is a great piece of trivia. Yeah, uh, Heisman, so, Heisman, played for the L.A. Ram. Heisman in 1940, yep. What year was it, 40? Yeah, so he's the father of actor... Mark Harmon. Uh, yeah. Mark Harmon. Mark Har- yeah, Mark Harmon played quarterback, too, at UCLA. And right. So, but because uh, he's, like, you know, in, in terms of the University of Alberta, and I, uh, quick, well, I know we'll get back to the Oilers. Yeah, I haven't just, finished my question yet, Bob. <laughs> well, just, you know, like, who's the greatest athlete of all time? Is it, you know, is it a hockey player? And I might argue it's Terry Danilock. I know the best football player of the last 40 years is Trent Brown for me. Uh, but it's it's just kind of funny, right? So, anyways, all right, back to Hyman. Sorry, I cut okay. you right off. So. Week. So obviously a, a well-rounded guy, an intelligent guy. We, we talk a lot in hockey about hockey IQ. Your experience about just general sort of worldly intelligence as it relates to being a high-level athlete, and, and how much do you think that is scouted uh, by teams where they might look at a guy and say, oh, you know, he, he's a really good hockey player, but, you know, he also has dedicated himself to something else and, and done this. He just seems to be successful or engaged in whatever he does because we know that there is extreme, extreme investigation done into all these, all these guys, both as players and as human beings. Well, I believe it's done way more on a level than ever before. There's a saying with coaching, you can't coach stupid, okay? And I would assert maybe you can't coach stubborn. 
And so I think that most people with experience will admit that they actually get more open-minded with age than closed-minded and realize that they might not. There's an old saying, the older you get, the more you realize, the less you know. And so, uh, I, you know, we had Mike Babcock on the show on Friday, and I'd asked Zach on Thursday about the impact Hyman had or Babcock had on his career. And then, and I know we ran the clip earlier today on, on Babcock talking about Zach Hyman and it's, it's that relentless work, work ethic and the desire to continuously improve that took Zach Hyman from being a guy who some people thought was a borderline NHL prospect to a guy. I mean, Reed, in my opinion, he has a chance to be the third or fourth best uh, forward on this team, and that's saying something, you know, because there, there's some pretty good forwards here. Obviously, it's not Connor or Leon, but, you know, Mike Smith talked about it today. You were right in there. He said, you know, I tell my kids play like Zach Hyman uh, because not everybody's going to be as gifted as Connor. That's a given. So I think there's more research done into that. I mean, some of it people have suggested has been um, is racially unfair. Uh, you take a look at the Wonderlook test, and I remember Vince Young, the quarterback, who was as great a physical talent as we saw at college football. I think he scored six on that Wonderlook test, and people said, well, that, that test is racist and, and works against African-American athletes, and I probably would suggest there's a bit of a degree of truth to it, but think about the career longevity of Ryan Fitzpatrick, a Harvard-educated quarterback with below-average uh, physical tools. How's he been able to play 16, 17, 18 years in the NFL and start for six different teams? It's because he's smart, right? So I think if a guy's smart, he can extend his career and reinvent himself. Rob Brown reinvented himself as a player. So very fair question, and I and I think Oilers fans are going to come to a real appreciation on Zach Hyman on how significant that ad will be in time. All right, Bob Stoffer from Oilers now joining us on Inside Sports. All right, let's get to our our highly well. Some of them are highly specific predictions. Others are. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Bob and I actually talked about, okay, what, what do we want to actually test each other with tonight? Here, we got four, uh, we got four categories, and then it sounded like you might have a, a bonus one, but we'll get to that at the end. Uh, more goals this season. You wanted to do this one. Hyman or Pugliarvi, and I guess since we're doing this, we'll, have, we'll, pick, the, we'll pick the goal totals. I'll go first in this one as the host. I'm going to take Pugliarvi to have more goals than Hyman. I think Hyman will have more points. Uh, I'm going to go Pugliarvi 26-22. Okay. Uh, Pugliarvi's obviously going to benefit from playing when they go Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Pugliarvi when Leon and Connor play in the same line. Hyman's going to benefit because I think he's going to start more power plays as the starter in the first unit and also the empty nets. He's out in an empty net situation. He's replaced Josh Archibald. So uh, I was asked this on the Vancouver panel the other night and said, Poliarvi, but I'm going to switch my vote. I'm going to go with Hyman. And I'll say Hyman ends up with 28 and Poliarvi ends up with 25. Okay. Also, we're right in the same ballpark for Poliarvi. Uh, good totals either way. Uh, playoff teams from the Pacific Division. Now, I'll let you go first. I have, I'm picking four teams to make it out of the Pacific. I'm not as high. I mean, I think the Central's good, but, but I think there might be a couple teams that'll sneak up uh, on some other teams coming out of the Pacific. But p- playoff teams from the Pacific, Bob. There'll be four. Um, Edmonton, Vegas, Calgary, and Vancouver. And uh, the reason there'll be a four, everybody's got five in the Central right now. And everybody's got St. Louis and Dallas, and I'm going to predict that one of those two teams will not make the playoffs. And that's, so we'll end up, obviously, Colorado, Winnipeg, Minnesota. I think those teams are 
you know, Minnesota benefited a lot playing last year against the Pacific, but I, you know, everybody knows Colorado and Winnipeg is going to be there, and I think just one of St. Louis or Dallas is going to make it. What about you? Which four do you have, Reed Wilkins? Okay, I have uh, Vegas, Edmonton, and I'm with you, Vancouver and Calgary. This one's not so fun. We're agreeing, maybe just quibbling on the order. So I have Vegas, Edmonton, Vancouver, wild card Calgary, and then if we're doing the Central, Yes, I, I don't think St. Louis makes it. I think it's Colorado, Winnipeg, Minnesota, and Dallas gets the other wild card. So there we go. Yeah, and I, I, Dallas has got an older team. Um, I got some people that's going to be worth watching in terms of Dallas. Keep an eye on Anton Hudobin. Oh, interesting. Okay, so we decided to do McDavid's point total, which is mm-hmm. we're going to nail it down to one number, and I guess we'll see who close who's closer. If one guy nails it, he'll get some. You go of a, first random price okay i I, you know this because the sky's the limit i never thought he'd get to 100 last year uh i I don't think he's going to have quite that points per game production but but i do think he's going to get a ton of points and i actually have mcdavid going over 100 assists this season i have 44 goals 104 assists for 148 points wow um (laughs) it's i don't know if that's a good wow or a bad wow so you're going how many? I'm going 148. All right. Well, I want to win this competition, so I'm going to pull the prices right and go with one. <laughs> but with all seriousness, uh, one dollar. Uh, I'll say he gets. I think I said I did my predictions back in August, and I think I had him at 100. Uh, maybe it's 129 points. I'm going to up that based upon uh, a couple things. Uh, Polyarby's development, how Hyman looks as a field, and then the other thing is how they're going to manage games early in the year. If they're legitimate, they're going to call cross-checking penalties, and that's going to change the impetus for physical defensemen. Some of the call, like it's embarrassing to me in this league that Connor McDavid has not drawn a penalty in eight playoff games. And I just, I, you know, he's he's already said some things publicly. He's made a little bit of noise, and I'm they're, they're acutely aware of that in the NHL head office. So I'm going to predict that McDavid ends up at 137 points. Reed. He'll get to he'll get 130 plus, 140 plus is a heck of a lot of points. Yeah, I know it's going to be fun watching it. It's also. And the Oilers' point total or record? Well, I'm going to like I, I think they'll finish just behind Vegas. Uh, as good as you know, Colorado is. I, I don't know if they'll really be a, a runaway winner in, in the Western Conference. I think there's going to be a lot of scrambling for points, and it'll be pretty tight most of the season. So I am putting the Oilers to make it nice and easy to remember at 100 points 47 wins and then i'll round that out with six overtime or shootout losses as you know the Oilers won 47 games and had 103 points in 16 17 uh, i have edmonton in first place i'll explain why in a second i've got edmonton going 50 28 and four for 104 points so uh, to me if you're a 50 win team you're 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 one of the top six or seven teams in the league and ken holland saying today that if the orders are top eight uh, if you take a look at my track record uh you know i, I you know we we add in those situations come the trade deadline so something to keep in mind now pertaining to vegas and how it works for the islanders okay the reason I have, one of the reasons why, yes, Edmonton's better, but I don't think Vegas is as good a team as, and, and far be it for me to sit there and not believe in what, uh, you know, George uh, McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon have done in management. You know, they, they're in on every top-end player in the league, but I am not a believer that they're anywhere near as good as they've been in goal. And there is, Robin Lehner is a guy whose career 
reached a new zenith uh, under the New York Islanders and Barry Trotz and Mitch Korn. And he maximized that opportunity and hit the home run. Like, he had an unbelievable year, got signed by the Hawks, ended up with Vegas, supplanted Flurry a couple of years ago in the playoffs for some starts. There was lots of stuff going on, and they finally moved, you know, Flurry got moved out of there. And I just, when I think of the Vegas Golden Knights, I, I, you know, maybe it's Jack Michaels pounding away at me for the last decade about how Marc-Andre Fleury is a better goalie than Carey Price. But I, I can't, I, in the back of my mind, I just don't think Vegas is as good because they don't have Marc-Andre, they don't have that one-two punch. And I also think that there, there seems to be a trend when guys get removed away from Barry Trotz and Mitch Korn tandem as goaltenders it doesn't affect them the first year, but with each year, they get like 10% worse of what they want once were. There's stuff going on with Laner publicly, commenting on some stuff that's happened during the course of his career. And I just, and I, I look at the center position for Vegas uh, Reed, and I look at the goaltending position, and there's a saying about strength down the middle, and they don't have as much strength. They got great wingers but they don't have the same strength down the middle that they've had in past years. So I'm going to say Edmonton catapults above them. All right. I'm getting some interesting uh, predictions here on the text line, uh, Bob. So I'm going to get to those here when we get back. Hey, man, I- I'm looking forward to another season with you. Of course, we're going to be on each other's shows and, and uh, riffing on the face-off show. So that's going to be a blast, man. Have a great night, and I'll see you at the rink tomorrow. Thanks for the warning. There we go. He always says that. That's Bob Stoffer from Oilers Now, noon to two every day here on 6.30. Chad Penguins up 2-0 on the Lightning, six minutes into the second period. Back with uh, back with who you're picking for the two teams in the Stanley Cup final and for how many points the Oilers will get this season. Up next. Some of your predictions here. This individual says it'll be the Leafs and the Oilers in the Stanley Cup final. Oilers in seven after coming back from a 3-0 series deficit. And uh, this person has the Oilers at 107 points. D says 102 points in the regular season for the Oilers. Stanley Cup final, Colorado and Florida in a reboot of 1996. That would be interesting. Nate says 112 points for the Oilers. Connor will get 150 points in the regular season. Oilers win the Stanley Cup over the Hurricanes in seven games. And Brandon from Windsor uh, wanted to know uh, why I didn't specifically reference the, that Zach Hyman was once one of my mother's top five most hated athletes, though Brandon is uh, throwing some LOLs on the end of it. Trust me, Brandon, I did consider it because that tweet was out there on Mother's Day weekend, uh, but I thought I would keep it a little more little more on the rails well not on the rails but uh zach's never been on the show before and uh he he knows he was he's unpopular with members uh, with fans of the other teams because of how hard he works and uh what a dogged game he can play so he sort of sort of touched on that a little bit but i decided to to leave my my poor mom out of that she she did remind me today that she is totally fine with zach hyman being an oiler and happy to see him go we'll uh quickly go to brian or uh, sorry robert robert before we had a break for the news go ahead robert hey reed how you doing good you got to go buddy you got about a minute here okay yep yeah, i'll uh well uh, i'll make my predictions quick oilers uh i'm gonna say 107 points mcdavid uh I'm going to say McDavid gets 143 points, and I'm going to say the Oilers in the final. The Oilers win it in seven. 
Uh, and I'm going to say, and I'm going to say that it's against Toronto. Okay. Thanks, Robert. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. That's Robert. Check it in. 780-496-0063. We will continue getting you ready for the upcoming season. Mooner. After the news. Latest prediction on the text line. Uh, mark this down. Oilers are missing the playoffs this year. Well, we'll see. It's marked down. You texted it in. So it's it's uh, it's pretty much marked down. Still 2-0. Penguins leading the Lightning almost halfway through the second period. Back after the news and weather. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.